Here we go. We're live once again, Dominion Sonship Life. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And, and um, perceiving that the Lord speaks this way from, from this moment of the internal revelation that he communicates to me, that you hear his voice through that which I say and that that which he's saying as I speak is impacting your life and that there is a gift of revelation imparted into you to bring forth a shift of understanding, to bring forth a a new level of transformation, a, a greater level of a walking out the very glory of God, a very new moment of an opening of one's heart to the living God. And we do have a title, and actually he's surprising me this morning. I woke up a little earlier than normal around just after 5 a.m. Him eyes wide open, and the first thought was like, Lord, what's the message for the day? As in the past, this is how he has given me the, the leads for the Sunday message. It's, it's really the wake-up moment, and of course, I'm walking out on a daily basis, that which which I believe he's speaking to me. I'm endeavoring to live a life of a sacrifice unto him, a, a living sacrifice that I be found obedient to that which he speaks to me and that I know without the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll not make it. I know that of my own self, there is nothing good that I can do to God and of my own self, Really, I'll never be able to comply in obedience to the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit leads me in the mortification of this outer man, this carnal mindset that is so worldly, so so filled with doubt and unbelief that the, the areas that really bring forth a hardening of heart to God. And as the Holy Spirit leads you and I in this process of transformation, a mortification of the outer man into an unveiling of a brand new nature, the very nature of God, the very mind of Christ, the very love of God demonstrated to us and through us. At that moment, we live a life that is so pleasing to God. We live a life that is so fully yielded to Him to the sole lead of his spirit. And so this morning was another moment where I had to follow the lead. And, and I woke up just after five and my first thought is, Lord, what is the message? And I heard him speak it right back at me. Be mine. Be mine. <laughs> I winced. I winced. I'm like, are you kidding me, Lord? Because I know we are in the month of February, the year 2023, and I know what's coming up, a worldly celebration of be mine. But the Lord is speaking a higher revelation of a reality that we already have in him through the cross of Christ. That we are His and that we are to live life like we are His. And so today let Him, let us, let us hear Him speak to us again. Be mine. Be mine to you. Be mine to me. Back to Him. Be mine, He says to us today. Be mine. Be mine. 
So I, I, as, as he spoke that two word sentence, I paused within me. And as I did, I could perceive that this was, this is the biggest struggle of a Christian life. This is really the number one fight in the world. This is where identification comes into play. This is how we end up living a life on the wrong side of the tracks. This is looking for love at all the wrong places. Only to hear someone say to us, be mine. And here he is saying, you are mine, and so live life like you're mine. You see, we are a purchased possession. I mean, we can live through all the verses. And almost today I felt, should I live through all the verses that were flashing this morning to me? That you see, I've been purchased by the blood of Christ. Not of perishable things have been bought back unto my Father. A redeemed, purchased possession. I am not my own anymore, you see. I am His. And we can go to the writings, to the Corinthians that Paul wrote, and we can look at verses that Peter wrote, John, the words of Jesus, that he's laying down his life for us, that we are now no longer slaves and servants, but we are his friend because we know his will. And we realize as we read the word of God, his will is this oneness with him. That he came to die to reconcile us, especially the Gentiles, unto him. The mystery of the ages that the Gentiles would be grafted in. This uncultivated branch, a Gentile branch, be, be brought into cultivation, a wild shoot into the cultivated tree of Israel. The very body of Jesus that we're now part of. That through the body he has broken the wall of division between us and the Jews because we are now to be one in him with our heavenly father as they are one so now through christ we are one with our father and we have been given mighty holy spirit as a guarantee as a witness of this adoption that by the spirit we cry out abba father and so this morning, as I heard him say to me, to that this message was be mine to all of us, he's saying, be mine. I recognized how little we've actually trusted the word of life. And how much we've taken the lies of the world, rejection, condemnation, not good enough. Not God, not pleased with us. We got to work a little harder to please God. And yes, there is a walk of conformity. Yes, we are called to be a living sacrifice. Yes, we are called to forsake what was and to press on. Yes, we are. 
But that is under the lead and enablement of the Spirit. I speak to myself as much as I would desire that the Lord would speak through me to you today. That we are now one. And there's nothing in this world that has a right to us. You see, we have a great shepherd, an overseer of our soul, that he laid down his life so that we now be the sheep of his pasture and follow him. So let's go to 1 Peter chapter chapter 2. I didn't know which way he's going to lead me to start, whether it was Ephesians or Colossians or 1 Peter, and it's 1 Peter. It's bearing witness within my spirit. First Peter, chapter 2, verse 9. And so I pray that we open. You know, this is very much in line with what we've been talking about. His sight. See the one that sees you. His eyes are beholding us in love. Last week, we looked at Ephesians 1, 17, that the eyes of understanding be enlightened. That we actually be granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then it goes into verse 18, that the eyes of understanding be enlightened. So we may know the hope of his calling. This rich inheritance that we have in the saints and this mighty power, resurrection life that lives within us. And so today, I pray that as we have been meditating, that we do have his sight because we're living life through the faith of the Son of God. And as he sees, we see. You see, keep your eyes in First Peter. I, something just flashed. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. We have his sight because we have his Holy Spirit. And so what we're going to continue today, it's very much in light of that which, how the utterance has flowed. In, in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, right after Paul is quoting the Old Testament passage that it's written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Yes, no carnal eye, no carnal ear. Can understand the things of God. And later on, Paul would qualify it down further in verse 13. But here in 9, he says, I, well, he's quoting Old Testament. I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But look at the next verse. But you do. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. See, the sight to see the hearing of faith that we hear by, it is of the spirit. Spirit. This is his hearing. This is his sight. And so when we became born again, we became one with our heavenly father. We were born from above. We, we were fathered again. We were refathered by God, Peter says, to a living hope so that he can call us that we are his. So we can hear him today say, be mine. 
Open up your heart and be His today. For truly through your new birth, through the new birth that you have as a Christian, you are His. And so we go back to here, verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Yes, the deep things of God. One of the items that Paul was praying to the Ephesians in chapter 1 was that the eyes of their understanding be open to the spirit of might that resides within them. And this spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, searches the deep things of God and He dwells in us and works towards us who believe. Searches the deep things of God for what man knows, the things what man knows, what, what can carnal men know about God? Nothing. For what man knows, the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And so what we've been talking about, especially this last three Sundays about sight. And in the midst of that message, I came into my own greater opening of sight by the Spirit. That we're talking about this sight that is His. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And by the spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father, Paul writes to the Romans, and I believe in Galatians, he writes the same. In Galatians, I love how he frames it there because we're more familiar to the, to the Romans 8 passage regarding that. But he in Galatians 4, 6, And because you are sons, God has sent for the Spirit of His Son, the Spirit of His Son, the Holy Spirit that searches the deep things of God, that is giving us sight, which will bring us into conformity to the Son of God, which is the perfect obedience to the Word of God, because the Son is the Word made flesh. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. You are His offspring. You're His very child. And it's His greatest pleasure to call you His. And so this morning when I heard Him say, Be mine, what thrill. What thrill such as when a lover comes to you in the natural world says, be mine. And all of us coming up in a few days with those little cards that tickle our ears. And there's some value in that big smile that it produces on our face. But really, really, really what we're after is this divine love of God that we have now become one with our Heavenly Father. 
That through his spirit we're crying, Abba, Father, therefore we're no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. An heir of God through Christ. What does that look like to be walked out on earth? Heirship. So many families on earth split because of inheritance issues. Few we move on from there. Let's come to this higher reality of eternal value. For here now, I am an heir of God. Through Christ, through this new birth I have in Christ. And so back to 1 Corinthians, maybe we'll be hopping around the word, glory be to God. Let us dive in. Verse 12 in 1 Corinthians 2, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Heirs of God through Christ Jesus. I want us to get it. I want Desi Schneider to get it. Verse 13. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches. And that's what Paul said early in that chapter when he came to them. He said in verse 2, I determined not to know anything among you. What? No worldly doctrine? No political schematic and events? He said, I determined to know to know nothing among you, ex among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Because He said His speech was, He didn't want it to be of persuasive, persuasive words of human wisdom. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. What say you? That scraps a lot of, a lot of the messages that we hear on a regular basis out there. Human wisdom. What it is to be a good Christian, what it is not to be a good Christian. Really, how do you earn your way to heaven? One, two, three. This is how it goes. Human wisdom. When God says in Colossians, when God says in Colossians, what does he say? In Colossians chapter 2. Ephesians. And then Philippians. And then Colossians. He says, As you therefore have received, chapter 2, verse, verse 6, sorry. Actually, let's even do verse 4. 
Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words, human wisdom. For though, Colossians 2, 4, I just read. For though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, the most supernatural event of your life is this new birth. So walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, not in human persuasive wisdom, but established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Verse 8, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to traditions of men, according to basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. You want to be full with love. You want to be full with joy. You want to be full with a happy, ha, 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 glorious moment in your day. Walk in Christ as you have received him. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete where? In him. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. No higher name than the name of Jesus. What does Colossians, uh, sorry, Philippians now? We can go to Philippians. Oh, sorry, Ephesians. I've, I've got the books going back and forth. Philippians 2. Uh, oh, my dear. Calm down, Desi. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Philippians 2 is also good. We can maybe take a look at that too. Ephesians 2, verse 14. This is our reality. For he himself is our peace who has made both one, this is Jew and Gentile, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having established in his flesh, having, sorry, abolished, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandment contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, that he might reconcile them both to God. That we can be Jew and Gentile reconciled to God through the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. And hear him say to us, the Father, you're mine. One. Because you see, we as Gentiles, just a little up above here in Ephesians 11, Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision. There was nothing holy about your flesh and there's still nothing holy about your flesh. Uncircumcised flesh is an enemy to God. Unrestrained fleshy behavior can never please God. But we are now of the Spirit. 
We are now heirs of God through Christ Jesus. We now have the ministry of the Spirit by which we have been reconciled to God through the body of Christ. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision by the Jewish people. Made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being an alien from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, not gods, without living hope, Without God, once we were, but now in Christ, we were once far off, have been what brought nigh by the blood of Christ to be reconciled in the body of his flesh. Through the cross of Christ, go back to Colossians. One twenty one. We are his, fully his, fully purchased by the blood of Christ. I haven't gone to the Peter's writing, but I will. But I, I thought impressed to start off with. Well, I guess there are a few more verses to lead me into it. And you, Colossians one twenty one, and you who. Once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh. Reconciled in the body of his flesh. You are one with God. Ephesians says we have been already accepted in the beloved before the foundation of the world. He made up his mind that we'll be found standing before him in love. Why struggle with the love of God? This, 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 this earthly mindset, this carnal way is destructive to you, to your spirit man. And so we are to cast it off, that bond woman. Cast off the bond woman, Paul told the, the Galatians. The body of flesh. That is keeping you back from this oneness you have of being a son of God. By faith. Mind renewal. Mind renewal. Who are you? Mind renewal. And what a fight of faith it is to keep pressing and attaining into this revelation. But we are well able, we're well able to walk in the fullness of the mind of Christ because we have whom? Holy Spirit. Remember, that's what we read in, in uh, 1 Corinthians. But let's finish here, Colossians first. Once we were enemies, aliens, in, enemies of God in our mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, through death, to present you how? Holy. 
and blameless and above reproach in his sight. We talked about sight the last few weeks. This is the sight that we're supposed to have, his sight. And in his sight, we're to see ourselves holy and acceptable before God, blameless on the basis of the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. Did he shed blood for you and I? Did he purge our evil conscience? Yes, he did. How about we arise now? We arise now the body of Christ into this newness of life and we walk as the giants marked by the love of God. Marked by the very love of God. That we are his on the mission to cry out to the world, be reconciled to God. He's calling you, be mine. We speak it into the world, be God's. Be reconciled unto God today. Because we now, through the body of his flesh, Colossians 1, 22, through death, to present, he presents us holy and blameless above reproach in his sight. If indeed we continue in the faith, if indeed we continue in the faith to live the life of the Spirit. Okay, one more flip over to 1 Corinthians 2 to finish my thought here, then I'm going to go to 1 Peter. We are whole today. We are made complete in him today. In those words that I heard this morning, be mine. There is a completeness of our understanding that we are his. The very love of God was shed for us, poured out blood for us, broke its flesh for us. So we'll enter in behind the veil where he is, in the fullness of his gaze. In the fullness of his life, in the fullness of his spirit. First Corinthians 2.13, these things we also speak. Can you hear Paul's heart? The earnest, earnest expression of passion. Of the very spirit of God in these words. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit teaches. He is our teacher. He is the guide. He is the counselor. He is the comforter. Look at this. Not man's wisdom in teaching us, but the Holy Spirit teaching us, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You see, when we are in the Word of God and the Spirit of the Lord is moving, the Word becomes one to us. There's nothing fragmented this verse against another verse, butting itself in antagonism. Absolutely not. And so there is a comparison of this verse with that verse to bring forth the unity of our faith. This bond of peace that is found in the Spirit, in the very love of God. And even as you've seen me leave here from Ephesians, Colossians, 1 Corinthians, it's 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. I'm not here to share how my week went and didn't go. Has absolutely no consequence to eternal reality unless I deviated from the will of God or I followed closely the lead of the Spirit. And in both situations, there will be a sense of a hardness. One will be aware you're veering away from the peace of God, following your own carnal desires, and you're, you're, you're perceiving the checking of the Spirit, the unction of the Lord. You have to come back in. You gotta, you gotta reckon that out your desire that's driving you off the course of God dead. Oh, whether you, you're being perfectly led in this walk of transformation from glory to glory and you willingly every morning you get up noon and night and, and every single moment in between living a life of being a living sacrifice before God. No matter what we go through in life, we have to know one thing. This word is true, and we will give an account. And so I can make choices in line of the Spirit's teaching to compare spiritual things with spiritual, not my carnal desire and how it feels and how it doesn't feel. You know, so often I've said it myself, Christian life, it's not easy. But my dear, the way of the world is, is, is wretched. Not only is it wretched, but it takes you into hell. So thank God for a Christian life. To live out the life of God. Look at verse 14. This is it. Look, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And so you can find yourself in the company of corner Christians and there's absolutely no understanding of what you said when it was of the Holy Spirit. So what do you do? You don't get frustrated, just walk away and you pray. You pray. These truths are spiritually discerned. Verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things that he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord? But that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. Therefore, we have the confidence that we are instructed by the Spirit of Christ. Therefore, we have the confidence that we'll be able to discern that which He speaks to us today. So now let's go to 1 Peter. Because we have the mind of Christ, we'll judge thus. We'll judge this way. As He writes, we'll judge this way. And we'll come in agreement with His way. 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are, you are a chosen generation, handpicked by God, <laughs> handpicked by your master, a royal priesthood to stand before him as a minister of the gospel. 
a holy nation, purified by the blood of Christ, purchased unto his plans and passions, to be taught solely by his Holy Spirit, because we are a holy nation. And we do have holy ears of the Spirit and holy eyes. Bless our eyes because we see in our ears because they hear. We are his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. So you can hear him say your mind today. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of God. We are now the people of God. You and I are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now in Christ, but now we have obtained mercy. Now Paul told the Galatians that we are heirs of God through Christ Jesus. Now we have obtained mercy. Look therefore what happens in verse 11. Beloved, I beg you, oh my, it sounds just like Paul is telling the Romans in chapter 12. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, since you've obtained mercy from God. I beseech you, therefore, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. And this is what, to me, it sounds what I heard today be mine. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Because you see, we are now his people. We are now his holy nation. We are now his royal priesthood. And we to carry ourselves in this manner of life as the ones who obtain mercy. And before I finish what Peter continues with, I just jump to Paul to tell you the unity of the spirit that is in the word of God. Whether Paul or Paulus, God alone brings forth the increase. God alone brings forth the revelation, this increase of revelation of the entrance of his word bringing light. The Holy Spirit, words are life-giving. And to, they are to bring us to this place of being a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service and not to be conformed to the world because we've not received the spirit of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Back to First Peter chapter 2, verse 11, he continues because we've received mercy from God. Beloved, I beg you. I'll listen to this message myself a couple of times, I'm sure. If I'm going too fast, you can always pause once it's, it's posted. And look at these verses. Put your eyes. This word is to be meditated, not run through. Just for the Holy Spirit is moving so quickly through, through this message. But you can always put it on pause once it's uploaded. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners, 
This word is foreigners. We're not of this world. And pilgrims abstain. Look at this. Present your body what as a living sacrifice. Peter says here, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Having a conduct honorable among the Gentiles. Live life like your gods. That when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. To glorify God. Because that which you believe you live out. That which is true in your heart, that you've allowed to grow and groom in your heart. And if it was the word of God, then living faith is coming out of you. And you are imparting life to another. But if it's doubt and unbelief, you're not abstaining from this fleshy lusts. You're yielded. To the wrong master. The carnal self. Whose ruler is Satan. Second Corinthians. I'll finish it here. We have a treasure. An earthen vessel. And I spent some time. A a few months back. Looking at these passages. Of these verses here. But I'm going to go to. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 is what I'm going to go to. Right after Paul is telling the Corinthians not to lose heart. They have this ministry of the Spirit. And that in the face of Jesus Christ, there is an unveiling of sight. And his light is shining into our heart. And in verse 7, he's talking about this treasure within us that's being illuminated, the Holy Spirit residing within our spirit man. So that we'll know that the excellence of the power is of God and not of us. And because of it will not be, though we might be hard-pressed, will not be crushed, though we might be perplexed, will not be in despair. Though we might feel forsaken, will not be struck down nor destroyed. But there's one purpose that's working at all times in verse 10. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. This is what it looks like to be a living sacrifice. To to abstain from the fleshly lusts. And then now we can go to verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith. According to what is written, this is the words of David. I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you for all things, for all things are for your sakes that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Isn't that what Peter says as well? That when the Gentiles see the good works that we do before them that are of God, they'll glorify God. 
Therefore, verse 16 says, do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Why? Because we are God's. Because the power that resides within us, the excellency of it, it is of God. Even though outer man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why would you not look at the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen? With the eyes of faith, there really are His eyes gazing through us to see ourselves as His holy children. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Chapter 5, I'm going to finish with this verse. Seven, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather, to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. There is an eternal work that is happening right now in our lives. Stay with it. Yield your life to Him. Be His today. Just as He spoke this morning, the title of this message be mine. He's speaking it to all of our hearts that in the midst of all the festivities and worldly things that we sometimes have to maneuver through, we will know that we are more than conquerors because of the one who laid down his life to demonstrate the very love of God towards us all. Amen. We are done for this day. Woo! <laughs>